You're listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I am your pal Justin. And I am your pal Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, pretty fantastic, brother. How you doing? Man, I'm swell. I'm so glad you're back. I'm so happy to be back. Not that I didn't enjoy my company last time. You know, I had Rich on the line. I had Sarah down here. Yeah. But it's, it's just not, it's not my compadre. And you know, and I, 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 I'm happy to hear you say that because uh, <laughs> I wish I could have been there to, you know, chat with Rich a little bit. And I would love to one day get Sarah down here with the both of us. And, you know, she's, she's chimed in a couple of times. She but, has. Uh, We've never just sat down here and all three of us smoke a pipe and have a drink and and do a show. I think that would be fun. But I'm I'm glad to be back. Um, yeah, I'll just let everybody know. Last week, you know, you said that we had a I had a family emergency, which is true. Um, the the back latch on the fence. We have like a little privacy fence um, out our back door next to the patio. And the latch on it's kind of like jacked up a little bit. It's really hard to get it to latch. But the doors normally, um, because over the years, the way the wood has warped, um, they they stick together. So when you close the gate, it stays closed, even if it's not latched. And um, somehow the gate got opened. And we didn't know the gate was open. Um, my wife thinks that maybe somebody or something went through the gate, like in the morning hours, because our Great Dane Heidi stays downstairs and she went absolutely nuts um, about five or six o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning, last Sunday. But I let the big dogs out um, around noon on last Sunday. And I was back in the kitchen and I looked out my front window and my neighbor was walking through my yard. And so I ran out and hollered at him. I was like, Hey, what's, what's up, man? Are you looking for something? And he said, are your dogs out? And I said, I don't think so. And I went and ran in the back and then I saw the gate was open and I was like, oh my goodness, they are out. So I walked out into the street and our older Great Dane Heidi was down the road. I hollered at her and she came right to me and we went back in the house, but I couldn't find Daisy who, um, she was our younger Great Dane. She was, um, almost two. So my neighbor and I went running up and down the street. Um, and I went back and got my car. And drove around probably about an hour with my windows down looking for her. My wife came home from church and was also looking for her. She called the police and told them her main concern was that somebody was going to like see her and shoot her because she's a big dog, you know, but she's, so she told the police like, she's not a threat. She's not aggressive in any way towards anything or anybody. She's a scaredy cat. You know, if anybody reports her, don't, you know, let us know. And they called her back like 15, 20 minutes later and said that, somebody had reported hitting a great Dane with their vehicle uh, just down the road from our house. So we went down there and it was Daisy and we rushed her to the vet and uh, she had a perforated lung, uh, internal bleeding. Um, and they fractured her pelvis. Um, and the, the damage was enough to the point where the vet the vet said that they could probably do surgery they would have to do surgery to fix her hip 
or her pelvis because her, her leg kept popping out of socket. And the surgery was going to cost $15,000. And they weren't even sure if she would make it through the surgery or if she'd make it to surgery because her chest cavity was filling up with oxygen because of the laceration in her lung. Um, so she said that they could put a tube in her chest and they could try venting her chest, you know, when it happens or whatever, like if it gets too full of air, but then we'd have to wait for that to heal before she could go into surgery. And we would have to wait for her, the bleeding in the abdomen area to stop. And they weren't sure why that was bleeding either. Um, but ultimately we had to put her down. Um, that sucks, man. Yeah. It is unfortunate. I mean, I've, I've mentioned Daisy on here before. She's a giant pain in my butt, but she's the, she's the sweetest, like literally the most gentlest dog. Um, my wife was absolutely devastated and still is. Um, she literally, it's been a week almost now. And yeah. she, she came home today. Uh, she went and got her haircut and she came home and she'd been home for about five minutes and she just had this like sadness and I was, I was like what's going on are you okay and she said she still can't get used to coming home and not being greeted immediately by Daisy you know we have four we had four dogs um, we have three dogs now and dogs just kind of they've become part of your family they they, mm -hmm. they just have a special meaning and a special place and uh, it's just unfortunate when something like that happens you know yeah, I, I'm, I'm kicking myself for not double checking the gate, which I never, I mean, I've been out there hundreds, not hundreds, but I've been out there several, several times with them when the gate is open and they don't try to ever leave. Like they've never, ever one time gone out the gate. My wife will be out in the front yard with Daisy off leash sometimes, which I don't recommend, and she's never tried to run away. I have no idea what got into her. I have no idea what enticed them out of the yard. Um, but it's, I felt horrible. Um, I still do. Yeah. And then, um, the people that hit her, that's been a whole other fiasco. Yeah. You were telling me about that. That's kind of, <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. Um, the guy that hit, it was a kid that hit her and his mom was there when we picked up, when we we're getting Daisy, um, she got hit and then she ran and ran over and hid in the bush. And so we had to go get her out of this bush to take her to the vet. And, um, another family was there and they're like, they kept saying, we're going to call the police, you know, get a police report for like an accident report for insurance purposes. And the kid's mom kept saying, don't call the cops. We don't want the police involved. We just want to work this out, which is a red flag immediately. And the people were like, well, we're going to have to call the police to get a, uh, an accident report. And she was like, no, 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 don't call the cops. You know, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll figure this out. And as we were loading up Daisy to leave, they just kept coming to us and they were like, Hey, we just want your information so we can um, get this taken care of. So I was like, okay, here's my phone number. And then I left. The police ended up coming there because we had to drive back past it because we had to go to a different vet. And when we drove past it, the police were there, but all the people were gone. And then they continued to call me for like two days, not call me, but text me constantly um, about, how we're going to pay for their their vehicle that got smashed and then i said i had talked to the police and found out they didn't make a police report because the people left and um i talked to my insurance company and i said okay so what happens is you give me your insurance information and i'll give it to my homeowner's insurance 
And then my insurance will contact your insurance and that's how this gets handled. Like they'll pay or, for their- Or vice versa. Like yeah. you have your insurance company reach out to me. Yeah. Exactly. That's literally the point of insurance companies so that I don't have to talk to you and you don't have to talk to me. They talk to each other for us. Um, But then she was like, he didn't have insurance on that car. He had insurance under me through my SR22. And I was like, that's not how insurance works. So your son was driving illegally and that's why you didn't want the cops there. Um, so after I talked to the police again, I was like, he didn't have insurance on his car. I'm just trying to figure out what I need to do. And the, the police were like, block their numbers. There's nothing else for you to do. It, it's his fault. He should have had insurance on his car. He shouldn't have been driving his car because he didn't have insurance on his car. Um, so literally everyone I talked to told me to block their number. So I did. And they showed up at my house and we're taking pictures of our vehicles and stuff. And <laughs> so it's like, what? It's I been know. a crazy train, it's man. It's been insane. Yeah. And it's like, we, people are crazy. You never know what people are going to do. So we just got like some, uh, like security cameras and stuff and put them up. I'm just worried about them coming and like slashing my tires or Claymores. smashing my windows. I did get a couple of claymores. Yeah. I put them around the, <laughs> around the driveway. No. I got a couple um, groundhogs so far. <laughs> but people are nuts, man. Like, yeah, it's that's nuts. Lesson here is don't drive without insurance, people. And the other lesson is to make sure that your latches are latched so your dogs no, don't get I wasn't going to I wasn't going to lay that on you. I, this is this guy's problem. Well, it's kind of our problem too cuz Daisy's gone. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I wasn't here last week and I apologize and I appreciate everyone everyone's understanding and I'm I'm glad you're able to carry on without me we did our best on to uh happier news tonight as of the time of recording tonight we have a impromptu pop-up powwow very excited super excited by the time you guys are listening to this it'll already have been over some of you listening were there i don't know who you are i know a few have told me they'll be there but we'll talk more in depth next episode but I'm super excited I'm, about this. I'm so excited. I'm really looking forward like to little, it. Like a little pipe show, you yeah, know. It's going to be like a little mini pipe show. Yeah. I brought my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's got his like hobo looking suitcase with all of his accoutrement for yeah, I loaded up, smoking. I loaded up several. Um, every once in a while I do the Indian and Nate's uh, incredible blend of the week. Yeah. And I just loaded up a few of those in case anyone there wants to try them. Um, and you said you're bringing... Yeah, we're going to have uh, a lot of the past bill of lighting stuff that we haven't smoked through. Yeah. You know, stuff that we were just, you know, not that we didn't like. Maybe it was just something that wasn't our our thing. A lot of great blends in there. Oh, yeah. A lot of good stuff. Um, So we're going to be bringing some bill of lighting stuff for the people to try. But uh, just kind of a thing Nate, Nate and I both had availability tonight. We're like, let's make this happen. Let's do it. Yeah. Mrs. Codger is going to be there. So we'll have to do something a little more formal in the future, but this was just kind of a, hey, it works right now. Let's reach out to some of the local guys and see if we can get together. I'm actually surprised with the amount of people who've said they're coming. Yeah. Like on literally the shortest notice ever. They've <laughs> <laughs> had like less than 12 hours notice. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very excited. I cannot wait. I'm Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I told you guys last week that we had delayed what we were drinking and smoking. You're uh what, what, well, first of all, what are you drinking that's not our whiskey? Oh, I'm trying this. Uh, I opened up your your refrigerator, and uh, the the name of this beer made me immediately start singing. Um, 
It's called Haze of Glory. And it's a double try hopped New England style IPA, allegedly, from Duclaw Brewing Company. Um, I don't know where Duclaw Brewing is. Oh, it's in Maryland. Crafted in Maryland. So That's New England. It is. And the surprising thing is that this is not really a New England style IPA. I was it's it says it is. Um but it it lacks some of the qualities that to me are pivotal to a, a good New England style IPA. I don't know anything about IPAs. I know they mostly taste like earwax. Well, this one it's like a grapefruit earwax. This one, I don't know. It's like sweeter than normal. And it's it, it it's more reminiscent to me of the West Coast style IPAs. Mm. And I don't think they use citra hops. I don't know what, what kind of hops they used in it, to be honest. But this is the first time I've ever tried it. It's uh it's better than Coors. <laughs> it's better than Coors. <laughs> Mrs. Codger, she had a pitcher of Bud Light last night. Really? Yep. She drank a pitcher of Bud Light. Yeah, we went to uh, BW3s, as you call it. I call it B-dubs. B-dubs? Yeah. That's not what you call it. You've called it BW3s in the past. Well, if I, sometimes I want to get specific. <laughs> sometimes I'm, I'm not sure people know that the plural is three, like B-dubs, you know? So I have to be like, well, you know, BW3s. Well, we went to B-dubs last night, and uh, they had, they're like... Monday through Friday, they, they, I guess they can't have happy hours on drinks in Indiana anymore. The rule with drinking in Indiana is that you are not allowed to drop the price of an alcoholic beverage and then raise it again in the same day. Okay. So if you're going to have a special, it has to be all day long. You can't have happy That's what hour. it was. They were like, it's regular price on Saturday and Sunday. Monday through Friday, it's this price. Yeah. And they had an $8 pitcher of Bud Light. So They're probably trying to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Mrs. Codridge is over there smashing some buffalo uh, boneless tender things, whatever their things are called, and some uh, just smashing some beer. What's her go-to sauce? Uh, it was some sort of hot sauce. I don't know. And it was oh, don't even get me started on don't even get me started on our experience there. It was awful. Yeah, it was absolutely awful. It was one of the worst experiences I ever had in a restaurant. Really? It was one of the worst experiences. Yes. Wow, that's unfortunate. Right. You should write a letter. I'm going to write a strongly worded email, man. I'm upset. I'm not old. I'm not old enough to write letters to people, but I'd, I'd write an email maybe <laughs> or a strongly worded Google review. Yeah. Yelp. The, Yelp the I'm just looking for a reason to be outraged. You know, I wrote a really long Yelp review. One I did time. tip her though. It's good. Even if service is awful, if service is awful, I'll give it like a 20% tip is the, the smallest amount I'll give somebody. That's more generous than I am, but, but, uh, I left three pennies on the table. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not do that. I don't do that. I'm not that way. I was a server for five years. I, I understand. Like sometimes you're, you know, you may be new. Maybe sometimes things are out of your control. I, that may have been her first night. For all I know, I don't know. We, we're, I've gone on and on now. I'm vent, venting about nothing. Uh, where, where were you a server at for five years? I was a server at a place called East Chicago Pizza Company. Really? Yeah. What kind of pizza did they have? Um, any kind of pizza you can imagine. Like deep dish Chicago style? They had deep dish. They had hand tossed. They had thin crusts. Really? Yeah. Hawaiian? They had Hawaiian pizza. Nice. Buffalo chicken pizza. I want to bring this full circle. 
because we started to talk about what we had, what we're going to drink. Yeah. So I'm just going to stop that conversation because we've done that rabbit trail way long enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're at 20 minutes into the episode and haven't talked about anything yet. Well, I was liking that where we're going with pizza. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love pizza. Anyway, go ahead. Full circle it. We had peanut butter and jelly pizza. Have you ever had a peanut butter and jelly pizza? No, but it sounds incredible. Just sink the dough and leave a rim around it, and then you you heat up peanut butter and then pour it in there, and it makes like a pool of peanut butter. Oh, wow. And you drizzle jelly all over top of it. My mouth's watering right now. And some now. like graham cracker crumbles across the top. Anyway, let's get off of pizza. We have got to get moving so we can get to our powwow. I'm sorry. Yeah. This week, we are drinking Weller Special Reserve, the green bottle made by Buffalo Trace. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those uh, Sazerac products that's impossible to get. Yeah. But I got it. I paid a little extra for it. Stumbled across it at a little mart up in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I was with you. Yep. It was right next to a $450 bottle of uh, Blanton's. Blanton's, yep. Yeah. Regular bottle of Blanton's, four hundred fifty bucks. Four hundred fifty dollar bottle of Blanton's. Yeah, I mean, there's there are higher end Blanton's. Like there's Blanton's Gold, which is probably about an accurate price for Blanton's Gold. But, but, I, I don't know. I have anyway, a, this is normally like a forty dollar bottle. I pay fifty nine for it. So I said I wanted to try it, and I was like, eh, twenty extra bucks. That's not absurd. No, and I'm honest. If I'm being honest, I'm glad you did. Yeah, me too. Because now I have Weller on my shelf. If I can keep you from drinking it all, it's pretty good. I mean. I enjoy weeded bourbon. Yeah, I think I do too. I mean, Larceny, we really liked Larceny on here. We did. We're liking this. We are. Um, let's see here. What else do I have that's weeded? You love Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark's a weeded bourbon. I have Bernheim, which either, I think, did we drink together, I think? I don't think so. What's a bottle look like? It's not a bourbon. It's just a wheat whiskey. I think we did. Yeah. I think we've done Bernheim. I think we have. That looks familiar. Quite a bit missing, so... I don't drink that much whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I feel like I'm being assaulted. Um, I mean, let's let's just admit it. You you probably drink more of my whiskey than I do. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Last week or two weeks ago, you said you drank an entire bottle of scotch in one sitting. <laughs> okay, that one time. Well, I drink a lot of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> It's always like one pour for me, two pours for Nate. We're getting there. I'm good. Nate's like, I'm going to have another two pours. Well, in, so five pours while we're recording and only one of them was me. Um, <laughs> Nate's like, change the subject. So whenever you're tasting a bourbon or a whiskey of any kind, the bit at the end, you call the finish. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. When you, have, when you have swallowed it. Mm -hmm. The lingering. So in my opinion, this has a long finish. Does it? In my opinion. So what's the front part called? Uh, I don't know. This is a good good opportunity to, for us to put in our, <laughs> our, our disclaimer, caveat. our caveat that we know nothing. We don't know anything. I know a little bit about bourbon, but it's I was it's in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing. It and you know way more than I do. Um this is a little thinner. Yes. It's not super viscous by any means. It is for lack of a better term, incredibly smooth. Um, it is a 45% or a 90 proof. I think for a 90 proof, it's pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, 
It's not bitey. It's not super complex. Very sweet. Which is a characteristic of most weeded bourbons. Yeah. And most weeded bourbons I've had, I have had to this point, are very smooth. Yeah. Um, well, they'll have that rye. And rye's got that spice. Yeah. Plus, So if you have a high proof, plus you have rye spice, there's a higher chance. Not that it always guarantees that, but there's a higher chance that you're going to have maybe some sharper edges, especially if you're inexperienced. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, because not everybody likes rye spice. And there's different types of rye. Like Angel's Envy rye is incredibly like delicious. caramelly oh, yeah. and smooth and creamy. And just delicious. And then like bullet rye is harsh and vegetal and mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, I know nothing. Well, well, I know this is delicious. The reason I asked. And I would pay $60 for this bottle again. The reason I asked about that is because I don't feel like there's a whole lot in the front of this. Like when I first take a drink, like the fir- very first sip I had of it. I took a swig, a sip, and um, immediately I noticed how thin it was. Mm-hmm. And then I swallowed it, and I was like, mm. and then like that finish for me after I, after I swallowed it, I was like, ooh, that's pretty darn good. How long would you say the finish hangs around for you? A little bit. I mean. 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Let me count. Let me count the ways. Ten. Ten seconds. That's not a particularly long finish. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but I feel, okay, I, I guess it's not a long finish, but I feel like I taste it more in the finish than I do. Okay, so you taste it more on the back of your tongue is probably what you're saying. Yeah. I would agree with that. I feel it on the arch of my tongue, not so much in the front. Exactly. Yes. But the front is where you typically will get a lot of your spice, where you get a lot of your burn. So okay. given by the fact that you're not getting a lot of burn, you're not getting a lot of spice, that explains why you're not getting a ton on the, on the tip of your tongue. Okay. You get a lot of your spicy and savory sensations on the front of your tongue, and you get sweet in the back of your tongue. Okay. At least in my experience. I mean, that makes sense. Again, I know nothing. I'm not, I'm not like a mouth scientist or anything like that, whatever that's called, a tongue scientist, mm-hmm. a tongueologist. Yep, that's the exact term. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tastyology. Yeah, tastyology. <laughs> I'm a tastyologist. <laughs> it's really, it's really good. I mean, I would buy this again, and I'm. Not, I bought it because of the hype. I'm not gonna lie. I bought it because everybody's like, "Weller, Weller, 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 Weller." It's amazing. It's amazing. Right. You know, it's in that. It's in that Sazerac line. You know, there's a lot of rhetoric about Pappy, and you know all these things. Yeah. Weller and so on. Um, I think it's a pretty good bourbon. I, I really, really enjoy it. You can't have it. Well, I don't. I don't. I, I saw that gleam in your eyes. <laughs> like you're going to try to find a way to sneak the bottle out of here. No, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Last week, whenever uh, you said that Sarah was drinking the Evan Williams from the factory. Yes. As soon as you said that, I was like, Hey, that's our bottle. <laughs> like, in, yeah, in my head, I was like, that's our bottle. <laughs> that's not for you, Sarah. <laughs> she can drink anything she wants down here. Absolutely. Obviously, I was because, kidding. Uh, because only because of her good graces about letting me buy any bourbon I want. Seriously, yeah. She let me buy a scotch last night. 
Really? It's not down here. I don't I don't think. We should. I don't we, know where it got put. We should do another scotch soon. We haven't done we a need scotch to do, a We need to do that scotch. I'm going to write this down. Scotch segment. We need to do like a series. Series. Writing it down now. Because there's a lot of misinformation. Like anytime I talk to people about scotch, they're like, oh, I don't like scotch because I don't like this. I don't like the peat. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's how I was. Scotch is incredibly diverse. Well, okay, so when I first got into scotches, I was drinking um, the Glen Levitt 12-year. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And then I tried some more scotch with some different people, um, and it was extremely peaty, very smoky, did not enjoy it. And in my head, I thought, I bet the scotches that I have had are like not real scotches and the real scotch is this peaty stuff. So that's when I made the decision. I don't like scotch, but finding out that that's not a real scotch, like just because it's not peaty doesn't make it not a scotch. You know what I mean? So you have all sorts of types of scotches. I mean, I don't want to get into it right now. We'll cover it a different day, but you have highlands, you have lowlands, you have space sites, you have, Islays, you could go on and on. There's several different types of scotches. Typically, Islays are the smoky kind. Well, knowing that now, because you explained that to me a while back, um, has made me want to venture back into scotches a little bit because I love Glen Levitt 12 years. It's one of my favorites. I've got a lot of it now. I know you do. <laughs> That's why I've said it twice now. <laughs> no. You want to do Glen Levitt 12 year next year or next week? Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. All right. Glenn 12. I can relive the old days. Next year. Guys, you can find this Next stuff week. anywhere. Glenn Livet, 12 year. We're going to go with the uh, double oak, right? Is that what that is? Single malt scotch double oak. Yep. Okay. It's, it's the stuff that you find when you're looking for Glenn Livet 12. Double oak is the one that you find pretty much everywhere. Should run you anywhere from 40 to $60 a bottle. If you want to follow along with us, if you don't have it already. Yeah. We're doing that next week. We're diving into scotch next week. What do you want to smoke with that delicious scotch? Oh, man, that's a good question. Mm. Oh, my God. Is all of that uns- the stuff we haven't tried? Holy cow. Mike, you're too kind. Oh, oh there's a deer says, tongue? Nothing says scotch. Or nothing says, like, crooner. You know, doing the you know the rat pack thing. You got crooner, the smoke. Yeah. And you got scotch, which is probably what they were drinking. Mmm. Have like a crooner segment, a crooner episode next Let's week. Do it to it, Lars. All right. All right. We decided next week, Glenlivet 12 double oaked and Cordell and Deal's crooner. I can't wait. I, I feel like I'm going to be, I got to, you got to smoke out of a Bing's. Next week, you need to bring your, uh, your Bing. My merchant service. Yeah. You got to smoke it out of a Bing. You can't smoke crooner out of something other than a Bing. You kidding me? You know who loves crooner? Adrian. Adrian, our buddy Adrian. Yeah, didn't he give you a sample of it when we were at Mule Town? He did. He didn't give me one. Well, and I also didn't share with you. Thank goodness Mike Lading loves me. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adrian's great. Although I wish he'd gave me some crooner. Because I thought we were friends. He really wanted me to share it with you. Did he? Yeah. So you were the yeah. jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry for everything I said, Adrian. I smoked. Uh, Nate will be thoroughly punished for I this. I think I smoked two bowls of it, and then I, I, honest to goodness, I thought I left it in your truck. 
Did you? After we left Mule Town. I think that happened. And I was like, hey, it's in the back seat under the mat. It's definitely not. I mean, that's what I told you. It could still be underneath the mat. <laughs> because you didn't tell me under the mat. <laughs> it wasn't under the mat. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about what we're smoking and what we're smoking it out of. Let's start with that. What are we smoking it out of, Indiana Nate? Well, I am smoking mine out of uh, this tasty little piece that you got for me as a gift because you're such a sweetheart of a person. It's from Steve Hazelwood over at Southern Roots. Um, and you had this particular piece crafted. He, he made us matching a matching set. We've, we've taken pictures of before. Um, it was one corn cob that he cut in half and made two pipes out of it for us. The shank is out of, um, it's Pappy Van Winkle, right? Mm-hmm. Pappy Van Winkle stave. And then it's got this beautiful, like, gray, smoky uh, acrylic here. And there's a little accent piece on it. The pipe's blue. The pipe itself is a, a blue. It was like, we were going for Honolulu blue, but he's like, that's as close as I can get with the dye. It, I, and I've heard people say that blue dye is, when you're trying to dye a pipe like this, a, a corn cob, um, it's difficult to get it. But I love it. I love this It's pipe. awesome. I've smoked a couple times, and I, I love it. And Steve did such a such a wonderful job. He, I, have, I have another pipe from, from him, and it's also fantastic. And uh, so that's Southern Roots Pipes on Instagram. If you are in the market for a uh, custom corn cob pipe, hit him up. He has great prices, and he does fantastic work. Um, He's a great dude. Too. He is a really good dude, for Hopefully sure. Hopefully going to see him tonight at the Pal Wow. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm hoping that, that he'll be there. We'll see. What are you smoking out of? You made me go oh, first. Uh, I'm smoking this out of a moonshine uh, ants. It's a long ants, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a orangey wavy, orangey with white waves in it. Stem. It's um, it's a sandblasted ants in a like a dark brown. The the contrasting finish on it is pretty awesome. It's pretty similar to mine. Yeah. But mine's got the yeah, white, that white lightning. Yeah. I dig it. Do you find it difficult to light that one? I have to kind of tilt it up. I I didn't. It was. I love the way that Devil Ants look. I love the aesthetic of them. Mm-hmm. It was more arduous than I anticipated trying to light it. Because it's like canted away from you. So yeah. you can't see the tobacco at all. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of guessing. I love this pipe enough that if you ever get rid of yours... I call dibs. Okay. Is that fair? That is fair. I'll never get rid of that pipe. Mm. That's fair. Which sounded like you were you weren't in love with it, so it has nostalgia to me. Because you bought it there at your first pipe show. At my first pipe show was Mule Town. Yeah. And that, I specifically wanted a long stem devil ants. And they didn't have any on their website. And I bought it the first day that we were there. I waited in line. You did wait in line a long time for I it. I did. It was annoying. <laughs> I missed out on a lot of good what stuff. What we're smoking, this is a bill of lading blend. Mike was generous. He gave us so many freaking blends. Like the whole bottom shelf on my on my shelf here above my desk. Like 90% of that shelf is bill of lading blends. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but this is one of those tins. And um again, we don't review blends. We're just smoking this because we like we like diversity in smoking. Mike, it was generous enough to give us a couple bowls worth. 
I'd say, I don't know, four or five bowls worth, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we just are smoking these for enjoyment. Our intent is not to review them or anything like that, but, you know, we'll give you some tasting notes. What we're getting out of this specific pipe it could be different out of a different pipe. I actually smoked this blend out of a Bing the other day, and I didn't really care for it. It was okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually having a better smoke out of it today through this ants. So it goes to show you that, like, smoking the same blend a different day, different time of day, you could be in a different mood. You could have eaten something different or drank something different, different. Smoking out of a different pipe. Like, what you eat and drink throughout the day can affect the alkalinity of your mouth. Yeah, I had onions that day. You hate onions. I do. What'd you have onions on? I had a um, barbecue chicken pizza. Very, very close. <laughs> it was a barbecue chicken sandwich. Oh, wow. You were very close. I was close. I mean, basically a barbecue chicken pizza in sandwich form. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like how your eyes like, <laughs> like, oh my I God. Mean, it was a delicious sandwich in spite of the onions on it. Close to guess though. Yeah. Um. Here we are food. We're, we're so fat. <laughs> Everything's food on this podcast. Uh, but anyway. Our bill of lighting blend this week is Cornell and Deal's House Reserve. Uh, it is a brick and mortar only. According to tobaccoreviews.com, this was sold only through brick and mortars. There were a thousand tins produced. Mm. That's not many tins. I don't see how that's possible. That sounds like a really low number of tins, but I don't know. Uh, brand Cornell and Deal, blended by Jeremy Reeves, manufactured by Cornell and Deal. Blend type is American. It's a black Cavendish Burley in Virginia. It's got flavoring of molasses, plum, and rum on it. It's a broken flake. Comes in a two-ounce tin. Uh, and it got decent reviews. I was actually kind of surprised by how high it was reviewed on tobaccoreviews.com. I mean, I'm not surprised by it. It's, it's got a 3.4 out of 4. Yeah, I, the reason I'm surprised is because every single one of these blends that we talk about or smoke every week, I look up on there. And they're always like 2.8. The majority 6s. of them are not that high. Yeah. So I was surprised by how high it was. It made me really want to try it, um, which I know a lot of people, myself included, don't. I mean, you you have to take everything this website says with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Which take everything we say with a grain of salt. I mean, 100%. We do not know what we're talking about, but this is my first bowl mm -hmm. and um, I'm digging this, man. I, I first thing I noticed, I was a little bit nervous because I read about it and I was like, "Oh, it's got like three different toppings on it." I don't hint, and I don't get any topping. A hint of a topping on the nose coming from the jar. Yeah, a hint. You get like a plummy smell, but I thought that was like a natural. I'd if you ha if I hadn't known that it was a topping, I'd be like, "That's just natural tobacco." It it just smells like. Tobacco. It doesn't smell like a, a traditional aromatic by any means. And a lot of times when you get blends, especially when they have rum as a topping, mm -hmm. they are overly aromatic mm. in my experience. And in my personal opinion, this is not that. I don't think that this is overly aromatic. I'm actually surprised that there is a topping. Like you said, it doesn't really come through very much when you smoke it. Um, Overall, I do... Uh, I do think it's a pretty darn good blend. It it tastes good. I enjoy it. Again, you know, I had a pipe, I had a bowl the other day. I wasn't a huge fan of it at that bowl. Uh, smoked it in a Bing's favorite. You know, it smoked cool. Uh, it just didn't feel like it had a ton of flavor. It was just tasted like smoke. 
That's you ever have one of those smokes that just tastes like smoke? This smoke actually at the beginning through probably the first half of this bowl, I just kept thinking this just tastes like like hot air smoke. Like I'm not getting a lot of flavor from it. But what what my problem is is that I'm um I'm trying too hard and I'm letting it get too hot. Mm-hmm. So when I let it cool down and I, I take a dra- I take a puff on it when it's like about to go out, that's when I'm really pulling the flavors out. So I think I'm I need to slow down and and smoke this slower. I'm getting a nuttiness, I'm getting a creaminess, and I'm getting hay. And to me, that screams creaminess is your Cavendish, mm-hmm. hay is your your Virginias, mm-hmm. and the nuttiness is your Burleys. That's the flavors I'm getting out of out of this bowl. Yeah. Um, I'm actually enjoying this a lot. I I couldn't say whether, you know, in the past, really early on in our cringy episodes, we gave stuff reviews. It was never appropriate. Just something we did because we were young and dumb. We're still young and dumb, but we've learned some lessons. I don't know. I, I I'm enjoying this. This is one... First of all, I love the idea of this blend because I love supporting local stores like Brick amen. and Mortals. Can I get an amen? I said Brick and Mortals. Amen. Yeah. Brick and Mortars. Um, the idea, everyone knows, pipe tobacco over the years has been on the decline. So when you find a shop. Has it? Well, public support for pipe tobacco has been on the decline. Maybe you used to be able to go into any drugstore and buy a pipe and some tobacco. I mean, you can still find Captain Black in like a CVS sometimes, but you, it's very rare to find a pipe around here anyway. Sure. But I think pipe culture in general is growing by leaps and bounds. Now that I agree with, but traditionally I'm saying like in the non-piping world. And I think it's, it's growing because it it had a decline before it started growing again. Okay, I'd, I'd agree with that. So I think that because there used to be a lot more pipe shops around Indianapolis. That I would agree with too. And now there's one, maybe two. Mm, yeah. So the idea of what I'm saying is that the fact that Cornell and Deal makes a blend that you cannot buy online and that you can only buy inside of a brick and mortar, I think is pretty cool. And... I've been wanting to try this for a long time, just specifically because of that reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, and after having tried it, I would definitely buy a tin of this. If nothing else, just to support brick and mortar. I'm not going to say what I was getting ready to say. Okay. There might be someone on the shelf somewhere. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like to me, it's good enough that I would definitely give this another chance. I would I would be 100% okay with buying a tin of this and smoking through several bowls, trying different pipes, like you said, um, and different kinds of pipes. That's something that... Well, that's one thing. I That's one of the reasons I'm so thankful. Not only does it give us something to smoke that's different every week. Right. I'm so thankful for these bill of lighting blends and, this, and the samples that other people send us, but I say bill of lighting as kind of a generic term. Yeah, yeah. Listener supported, which is like 90% bill of lighting. Right. Um, I'm thankful for them because it gives us something different to try every week. And it lets us experience a plethora of flavors and like just having this kind of experience has been a game changer for me as a pipe smoker. 100%. And I know that's one of my cliche sayings, but (laughs) 
100%. I think it's incredible. It has, it is incredible. And it has I just think, wow, <laughs> it has absolutely changed my approach to pipe smoking because of the generosity of lots of different people. But Mike Lading was first and by far the most. <laughs> uh, we appreciate, we really do appreciate the support we've gotten for this podcast because like you were saying, being able to try this, all these different blends, it, um, this is, we're blessed. I mean, like this is yeah. a very unique thing. Yeah. Most people don't get hundreds of blends sent to them to try. Yeah. I mean, people, the pipe community is very generous with sending samples, but it's like, you know, two or three here, a couple months later, two or three there. You know, the fact we've, we've gotten well over a hundred blends sent to us. Oh yeah. From listeners. Yeah. We had a, a listener that we kind of connected with at Mule Town. Well, I mean, we've, we've connected with him since then, but we really got to know him at Mule Town this year. And he gave us a hefty He samples. wished to re remain anonymous. Yeah, he did wish to remain anonymous, but he gave us some stuff that you can't get anymore. He gave us a, some McClellan blends, some original blends. Like he gave us the first, um, I think it was the first rendition of Cabby's mixture from uh, Samuel Gaywith. Uh, several different blends, but I mean, I'm overwhelmed by that general. Like I really am. I like, know, man. I, I, I don't, I don't take that lightly. I, I want people to know, like, like I know sometimes it seems like we just kind of gloss over these bill of lighting blends and the, and the listener supported blends. Um, and we go through them and it's just part of the show. But like, I really do want to convey to you guys. I'm so thankful for those of you that have bought into this podcast and have bought into treating us like family and like inviting us into being like you've become part of the show by doing this. Oh, absolutely. And it has grown us as pipe smokers. It's grown us as uh, friends, not only with each other, but also with, with those of you that have been a part of our lives through this. And I, I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. Like seriously. Yeah. It has, it has grown tremendously as far as just um, people wanting to have that engagement. Yeah. It's uh it's really special. I'm, I am eternally grateful for, uh, eternally, man, that's yeah. For the support we've had. Let's talk about, I know you wanted to put some input on the pipes from last week. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I know you said you didn't want to go super long with it or what, you know, do whatever you want. No. Yeah. It's, it's half your show anyways. So the, you want to uh, take up half the podcast. You're welcome to. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on the the May pipes that were put out. I know you guys went through in depth and talked about it, um, but I it was actually kind of fun for me because I got to go through the Instagram and hear your guys's input on each pipe, and I was just flipping through as I was listening. That part I wasn't driving; I was at home in the <laughs> kitchen. Um, but some of those pipes, all of them were fantastic. All I, genuinely. Um, I don't think there was one pipe that I didn't look at and think it was very unique and interesting. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say everyone did such a good job. Um, I'm really looking forward to June's. Um, yeah, men's health, men's health. I was pretty vague challenge, but I'm excited to see how people take that. When I saw Jay put that, like, you know, the June, uh, theme is men's health which you know june is men's health month so i believe it's the country squire and 
forgive me, I think it's Wilkie Tobacco, W-I-L-K-E. Um, they are offering, if you post on Instagram in a story, I think it was, if you post yourself doing something to do with men's health in June and you tag them in it, they're going to send you one ounce of tobacco. And it's not just randomly, it's every single person who does it. They'll send you an ounce of tobacco. That's what I understand. Yeah. I was, when they, I heard that, I was like, holy cow. But then I thought, I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> I am. I'm going to take a selfie while I'm getting a prostate exam. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just just laying there on my side. Easy. Probably a grimacing, painful look on my face. Are you going to go to a doctor or just like uh, get one of the back alley ones? Uh, I mean, a back alley one's better than not one at all, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get a guy who's vaguely familiar with that area. I'm sure he can tell you. What I heard they're really cheap on Friday nights, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what road to go to. <laughs> Men's health uh, is important. It is. I know I could stand to be a little healthier. I I could stand to be a lot healthier. I, uh, I've been kind of on this diet. I hate saying the word diet. I hate that word. Die in the name. It does. It's literally three quarters of the word is die. It's like die tea. Yeah, or die, it. Yeah, it's like in, if you, in the pronunciation, die it. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, my my wife kind of is an on again off again. Um, it's one of those silly pyramid scheme things. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> it's a company where you pay the money and they send you food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're they, it's multi level marketing. Okay. And there actually is like the person who invented this diet is a doctor and he originally invented it for, to help people who were um, type two diabetic to become non-diabetic anymore by helping them lose weight. Mm -hmm. And then he realized, you know, maybe people who aren't just diabetics could also use this. So he adjusted a little bit and came out with this program. Um, but the idea is, and even at, when you read about it at the beginning, the idea is that you, you purchase their products and you use their method as a scaffolding for how you're going to live your life basically. And then once you reach a certain point of, of you feel healthy, you're feeling good, then they give you a guide on how to wean yourself off their program. Okay. So the idea is that you don't use them forever. The idea is that you make That's yourself weird for a pyramid scheme. I know, but it still is a pyramid scheme though, <laughs> because like, it's one of those deals where like you become a coach, yes. a health coach, and then the, the person who got you to be a health coach, you're under them. And so every purchase that you make- But if make, you sell something, then you become a health coach? If you get other people to join, then- Then you're their health coach. Every percentage of their sales, you get a piece of their sales, but then the person who got you to join gets a piece of all of their sales plus your sales. So what you're saying is if I sign up and then I get somebody else to sign up, I could put on my resume that I've been a health coach. 100%. Yes, that so is correct. I could walk into an interview weighing what I weigh and be like, I am a health coach. Yeah. Actually, if you, I suckered somebody into buying something from me, if you want to join under my wife, then I'll join under you. <laughs> and then you can start saying that all the time. <laughs> and I'd be okay with that. No, but, um, so we, we, I did, honestly, I did the program like hardcore did the program a year or two ago mm. and it was, it'll be two years ago. Your wife was your health coach? Correct. Okay. Um, 
and I lost 30 pounds in about four weeks. It sounds like you're doing a you're doing a pitch here, man. Are you trying to be a health coach yourself right now? No, because I Thanksgiving hit that year and I was like, I'm gonna take a break because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stick to That's the always how it happens. Yeah. But then Thanksgiving hit and I was like, you know what? The holidays are coming up. I'm just not gonna I'm just done with this. <laughs> and I just never went back on it and I gained more than I had lost back. And uh, which if that's the whole thing, because this old lady at work was like, you're just going to get fat again if you quit doing this game, you know? And I was like, no. Also something about work. Um, I don't play ping pong really every day for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many people message me about that. I was being facetious. I was over-exaggerating. Likely. Likely you're changing your story now. Also, I remember my boss listens to this. <laughs> like, not my boss, but my boss's boss. <laughs> so, I genuinely don't play ping pong every day. And I don't ever play for an hour most of the time. And um, So, were you just hyping that up for ratings? Is yeah. That what you, were doing? I just, yeah you, know, you were just lying to our listeners. I just wanted to, to look get cool. Better. I wanted people to be like, oh, Nate plays ping pong all day. I bet it he's really good. It really backfired. Good. It people did. were like, you waste our tax dollars. <laughs> Your taxes are not paying me, but... <laughs> Your dependence on pharmaceutical medication is paying me. That's what's paying me. Oh, geez. You deserved all of that ridicule. You know that, right? I don't think so. No. I feel like it was unwarranted attacks. That's what you I get, felt like. Did you actually get any attacks or was it just people giving you a hard time? Everyone was giving me a hard time. No one was being serious. But that's, it was they, way they more than I time. thought it was going to be. <laughs> that's actually why Nate lit, mixed last week. He had a ping pong tournament. At work. I wish. I love ping pong so much. <laughs> you know, actually, I told my wife today, I was like, we were not rummage sailing. I was like, keep an eye out for a ping pong table because Nate would need one for his garage. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. I do. You're right. I do. You do need one. No one would play with me, though. I would hang out in your garage and, and play ping pong. You need a beer fridge and you need a couch to sit on. I have a beer fridge. Do you have a couch? We did just put a couch out there. You just need a ping pong table, a table tennis table now. Yeah. I want a table tennis table and a pool table. Is it? Is it redundant to say table tennis table? It, no, that's what it's called. A table tennis table? Yeah, it's a table tennis table. Why say table twice? Why don't you just say a tennis table? Because it's not tennis, it's table tennis. Okay. Also, I need electricity. <laughs> <laughs> you need a lot of things out there. Yeah, I got the fridge out Maybe there. You should but just buy a new house that actually has a barn that has electricity. That's what I really need. <laughs> getting insulated yeah you do we should put some heavy duty work in your garage the garage itself is actually insulated it's just got holes in the walls we should patch those holes yeah and then get electricity out there yeah we gotta do this we need a clubhouse man i know man a pipes pours and pals clubhouse we could spray paint that on the front of it oh dude like hire a gangsta out of the bad side of anderson to come tag with like really cool graffiti. Yeah. Pipes pours in Pals Clubhouse. No one can read it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that good graffiti where you have no idea what it says. <laughs> yes, but it looks cool. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just too much. Oh, man. Well, we've covered our, we've covered our tobacco. We've covered what we're smoking. Mm -hmm. And out of, we've covered our drinks. Um, You got anything else? I know it was a little shorter episode, but we went a long episode last week. Like... A real long episode last week. Yeah. Our longest yet. 
was squeaking. Sorry. Uh, your wife was down here for one day, and now my microphone stand squeaks when I move it. I will tell her she's not allowed to use your microphone ever again. If, I would appreciate it if you did, to be honest. <laughs> she's going to say, tell Nate to go buy his own microphone and his own stand and his own headphones. <laughs> well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> no. Nate thinks that he like is like half owner of everything in this room. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he does not. It's like, I'm on half this podcast. Therefore, I own half of everything in this room. Half this tobacco is mine. <laughs> half those pipes are mine. Just half my beer and half my whiskey, right? No. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's time for us to wrap it up so we can get to our pipes, our uh, pipes, pours, and pals. Powwow. Powwow it up. Our pop-up powwow pop-up powwow man you know i have to i have to go and get on when i I do things for the podcast and i'm looking for things that go along with it i have to use a thesaurus a lot really yeah i had to learn what a thesaurus was because i thought it was a dinosaur Mm. and then you know i was like oh it's kind of like a dictionary but not really that's true yeah i thought cinnamon and i was thinking something about like a spice and a dinosaur but it's synonyms Oh. And a thesaurus is like a mm-hmm. dictionary that tells you other words that are the same as the word that you're that you're thinking of. Or similar, yeah. Or similar, yeah. yeah. But like I was trying to find a, I was thinking like a spot. We were doing this spontaneously. This this powwow was spontaneous, and I was like, "What's a synonym for spontaneous?" No synonyms for spontaneous start with P. Really? Yeah. So I had to come up with one myself. So I made a pop up. Pop-ups are very popular. It wasn't in the thesaurus, man. Yeah. That, but they're like pop-up bars, pop-up restaurants, and pop-up. Yep. It wasn't in the thesaurus. That's weird. Rogget, Roget, however you pronounce the thesaurus, the guy that makes the, the main thesaurus, Roget's thesaurus. I have no idea. You got Webster's Dictionary, you have Roget's thesaurus. I thought Webster made the thesaurus. I don't know. I don't know either, man. I don't know anything. I got to look it up. I'm just trying to think of a word... That starts with a P. Yeah, Roget's thesaurus. What was the word you're Rogue? trying to... R-O-G-E-T? Yeah, Roget? What was the original Roget? word? Roget. Spontaneous? Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rogue. I think it's French. Rogue. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a P word for spontaneous. I don't know. We'll, we'll think of one later. Pop-up's a good one. Though. Pop-up's a, a good one. I think pop-up... A pop-up... Pipe spores and pals powwow. Can't go wrong. Just throwing the peas around everywhere. Yeah, man. It's not that aged pea. We're just throwing pea around, but it's not the aged pea. No. It's not, not that good. Not that good stuff. <laughs> we say that for a special let's, occasions. Let's wrap this up. Reach out to us, pipe spores and pals at gmail.com. You can reach out to the podcast on Instagram, which is our preferred method. At pipe spores and pals. You can reach out to Nate himself and give him a hard time about him playing ping pong for an hour a day every day at work <laughs> which and milking the clock. <laughs> Unless you're Nate's boss, that's, that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's a joke. It's, <laughs> you can reach out to Nate at Indiana Nate. You can reach out to myself, Justin, at the Coffee Pot Codger. I think it's appropriate, since Mrs. Codger, she's not always on here, but she is kind of part of the podcast. I mean, very much so. She's the financial supporter of the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so reach Mrs. Codger at Mrs. Codger because I got a lot of feedback this week. People loved having her on last week. Yeah, but don't be creepy, guys. Yeah, yeah, Seriously. yeah. Yeah, it was super weird. Don't be that guy, please. Send those to me, guys. I'll, I'll pose however you want me to pose. 
All right, I'll take my shoes off. We get a pipe in the mouth. Just let me know. Just yeah, don't send those to Mrs. Codger, okay? Because <laughs> that's a surefire way for us to her to make us get rid of the podcast, okay? Mm. Don't be don't be doing all that stuff. But anyway, if you'd like to support the podcast and make Mrs. Codger very happy, you can help us out at buymeacoffee.com forward slash pipes pours pals. I think that's all we got for the night. Don't you? I feel good about it, man. We're so excited uh, to have this, the powwow. Um, hope it's going to be a great time. I'm sure it will be. We'll give you guys feedback next week. As a reminder, we are having next week, we are having uh, Glenn live at 12, the double oaked, and we're having Cornell and deals crooner. I think that's it. All right. Have a good night, everybody.